0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, March the 4th. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today. Much appreciated. We uh, had a, a division day yesterday and a, a massive crossover uh, two-part release uh, Monday and Tuesday. And I want to warn you guys, um, I know that those shows were a little long. Uh, f- even though we're, we're going to longer shows, shows will not be 45 minutes to an hour long anymore. Um, for for the most part, unless we have s- some breaking news we need to break down or whatever. But uh, that was just a, a mistake on, on my part of letting it go and not releasing it in two parts. So um takes solace in the fact that these shows will still be around anywhere from 22 to 25, maybe half an hour. But we're going to try and keep it to... 22 to 25 minutes um, Monday through Friday. Um, so, on, on this show, I'm going to kind of give my, my thoughts on the first couple of spring training games. Um, the next game isn't being broadcast on a Fox Sports Midwest until Sunday. So, um, but the Cardinals do play today at 5. Um, Carlos Martinez gets the ball and he will go up against Lance McCullers. But before I talk about the games, I'm going to talk about pitching that offense today. Um, I do want to talk about the, the the good news of we're going to see fans in the stands in St. Louis in 2021. They announced, Cardinals announced uh, Thursday morning came out I think late last night a report, but it was a f- officialized Thursday morning um, that they're going to open fans on opening day. Open two fans on opening day at 32 percent capacity, about 14,000 people. That is remarkable. I'm I'm so happy. Um, you know, and, and I'm one to. Ooh. You know, I'm probably a little bit more cautious on this um, than than most people. Like, for for example, Texas. Uh, I understand that the, the, the cities can still do stuff, but I was not happy that all of Texas was open. Happy in a sense of like, okay, back to normal, but also wasn't the right call. But that's a different type of podcast conversation. I am happy that we are starting to get open back up, and I am. Going to take advantage of it as I can, um, and we'll see if any tickets are available. According to Jeff Jones, um, season ticket holders are going to have first priority on the ticket sales, followed by the general public on a date TBD. If there's additional inventory, this is huge for Cardinal fans to see this team. is It's important because I, for, for the first time in a long time, even even 2019, but for the first time in a long time, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of hope for this team, and it would be really sad for fans not to be able to see this team, not, not be able to see possible Yachty and Wainwrights last year, not be able to see Norton Arnauto's first year, not be able to see Dylan Carlson's first full season. And it, it's really, it, it, I'm, I'm really happy that um we're, we're able to make, make smart decisions and uh, have, have social distancing at these games. But more importantly, I'm, I'm happy that we're able to have fans at these games. And I think that 2021 is going to be a lot of fun and, I cannot wait until April 8th to, to see opening day festivities. Obviously, they're going to be a little bit different, but uh, I still think having fans in the stands is, is a very exciting time, and uh, hopefully other teams can, can do it at a safe level like, like the Cardinals are, are planning on doing. So so that that's the big news of the day. Um, but, but spring training has been going on, and there have been a couple observations that I've made. And, you know, it's pretty, pretty basic. So we, we've had two ties, which is super bizarre. Um Two ties and, and a win. The Cardinals won yesterday. Uh, the offense busted out. 14-9 to 9 was won yesterday. I'll start with um, Tuesday's game just because I didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, the, the tie against Miami. Pitching was, was again, electric. I thought Wainwright looked really sharp. Ponce de Leon, he, he had the two walks, but he looked really good. But I'm going to talk about Matthew Liberatore. Matthew Liberatore went one inning, one strikeout, two walks, and a balk. Box are always questionable. I feel like there aren't too many box that are cut and dry. But one thing that I was really impressed with with Libertor there is he probably got rattled a little bit. I don't think there's any shame in saying that Matthew Libertor got got rattled as he's you know he, he probably thinks you know going for a starting rotation job or at least going for a spot on the major league roster and he's gonna have to pitch really well. But but for him to be able to navigate out of that and not give up a run, yes, it's the Miami Marlins lineup. Yes, it's the Miami Marlins lineup. In the fifth inning of the second spring training game of the year, I get it, but still, these 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 are professional hitters. Uh, I know some people don't like that term, professional hitters, because all hitters are professional. But these are professional hitters at the professional level. I should say. So I, I was really impressed that Matthew Lubertor was able to get out of that that jam unscathed. I thought that that, that really spoke to his his maturity level and his, his ability to to bend but not break. Behind him, Jake Woodford looked really good, as well as Tyler Webb looked pretty good um, in, in that game. Um, offensively speaking, Bader got caught running on a steal. That was about as exciting as it got. Cardinals only able to muster up four hits, uh, four walks as well, which was which was good to see. But uh, I thought it was interesting to see Carpenter and Bader at the top of the lineup. Um, I feel like in, in a... In a perfect world, maybe in 2018 and 2019, that's what the Cardinals wanted, um, was was Carpenter at the top of the lineup and then Bader behind him because I think that Bader could be a really good number two hole hitter. And then it just wasn't hasn't been able to come to fruition based on struggles at the plate for both of those two in 2019 um, and, and Matt Carpenter especially in 2020. And Carpenter, um, so far this spring, being held uh, without a hit. Again, stats aren't really... Uh, the stat book is important, but that's not really all I look at um, in terms of spring training. But Carpenter made a couple of nice defensive plays in the field and second base, which was good to see. And Turner double play made a sliding stop. So good things um, at second base, but I still don't think it's going to be enough. But I'm getting off track. Um, let, let, let's, let's go back to the pitching. I'll talk more about Carpenter a little bit. But pitching, I talked about the game on Sunday and talked about the game on Tuesday a little bit with, with Wright pitching well. Yesterday was a bit of a different story. With KK Kim entering, leaving, and then entering again, and just not really being able to find it. Um, the, the total line was four runs. Uh, three of them earned, two walks, and two strikeouts. Um, yeah, he just wasn't able to look it very well. I uh, thought that he left the ball up a little bit to a couple different batters. I you know, Pilar had the big triple, and you know, he, he talked about after the game his velocity wasn't very high. They don't have guns uh, on the TV. Uh, radar guns on the t- <laughs> on the TV, so I don't, you know, can't really verify that or not. But I, I was I was really disappointed, I think, because I was expecting good things from Kim, and uh, I still am expecting good things from Kim. I'm not throwing in the towel just based on this one little start, but I do think that it it is something to to keep in mind as to okay, it, it's not a guarantee that Kim's going to be legit. Uh, behind him, it was mostly solid stuff. Uh, Tommy pa- Thomas Parsons pitched well again. Ron Doan pitched well in his two at two outs. Really liked what I saw from Seth Elledge. Um, Jose Cruz pitched really well. Jose Fernandez got roughed up. I mean, I feel like this is the second spring in a row that he's gotten roughed up. Or he, he, I think he got roughed up at summer camp last year. But um, four runs, sorry, three runs in the ninth inning uh, when you're already winning fourteen to seven. Not great, but it is what it is, pitching wise. Other other than the. Uh, Other than Kim and her Fernandez, I've been really, really impressed with the pitching this year uh, in the first three games. I understand. It's three games. I get it. But I think that they just look really sharp and they looked focused in, Um, especially Wainwright, age 38, 39 season, whatever it is. You know, one strikeout and two innings of work, but I thought his stuff was good, was able to locate and... Yeah, I'm just really excited for him. I thought Ponce de Leon, you know, had two walks, gave up a hit. Was, but, again, was able to work through some traffic, which is which is always what you what you like to see, um, especially for, for a guy like Ponce de Leon who has you know been known to blow up. Cleveland game last year comes to mind. But this pitching staff, I think, showed, again, nine runs yesterday. I get negative. I understand. But for the most part in the first three games, I think that the pitching staff and especially individual pitchers have shown that they're legit, that they can pitch, they can get outs, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it progresses through the rest of spring because even I know, someone that's super high on this pitching, not everybody's going to have their best year. I understand that. Duh. But at the same time, I think that all these guys can come together and have a really good year overall. So pitching was a big positive for me coming out of um out of these three games, and we will we will see what it turns into in these next couple games Um over the next couple of days but um so that, that, that'll, that'll do it with the pitching conversation um i'll move on now to talk about hitting um uh, but but first a couple of words from our wonderful sponsors rockauto.com is a family business turning auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet or it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Those prices that I just mentioned are always relied below at RockAuto.com and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much with the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write LOCKED ON in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Before we get into the offensive talk, I do want to tell you what they're talking about today on the Locked On Podcast Network. Harden heads back to Houston with his new team for the first time. Um, listen to the Locked on, podcast, Locked on Today podcast for all the sports news you need in less time. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Great show. Uh, Peter's a great guy, been on there a couple times. Um, so go listen to it when you have the chance. But let's talk offense because through the first three games, the Cardinals scored 4 0 and 14 against the Nationals, Marlins, and Mets. And well, it figures that the game they scored 14, I think I said 15, the game they scored 14 runs, they didn't have a lot of regulars in that lineup. They had Edmund, DeYoung, Arnado Carlson at the top four. Yes, um, they all hit very well. But then you had Austin Dean, Kisner, Thomas, Justin Williams, and John Nagowski. If you guessed that John Nagowski was going to be the first Cardinal to hit a home run, and you can prove it, send it to me for a shout out. Because I would not have guessed that in a thousand years. All right, a thousand years is a bit strong. But John Nagowski did hit the first home run over the, in the spring training. And, you know, I understand it's against Mets guys that probably weren't full time guys. And I think Eichhoff was on there as a minor league deal who, who got the start. And so I get it. I, I understand it. But at the same time, these guys hit. We we saw three home runs from Nagowski, Rondone, and Sanchez. Oh, Ali Sanchez hit an absolute bomb. That was a hit pretty pretty good. Austin Dean had a rough day <laughs> in left field with the um, Fielding, Kishner, and Sanchez both had passed balls. But um, this is this is all um, yesterday um, in Wednesday's game. But I I do think that it. It is what it is in terms of the, the starters not really hitting yet. Tom Edman has hit; um, he's got a couple extra base hits to his name. I think one extra base hit, um, 500 batting average, which you can say batting average doesn't matter, and I'll say it does, just not as much as it used to. Arnato's played pretty well; he got his first hit on Tuesday, or first hit on Monday, and first RBI yesterday. That's what you love to see. Um, again, with the fans in the stands, that's going to be super exciting to uh, to see the ovation he gets, even with just about 14,000 people. Hoping by by the all star break they can have a full house there. But um we'll see how everything progresses with vaccines and immunity and, and things like that. But no, the offense has been a mixed bag because then you go back to all the way back to Sunday, and I know I talked about it a little bit, but you had some regulars get some hits, Carpenter drew a walk, which was good to see, Goldschmidt drew a walk, um Arnado hit the ball hard a couple times. Or I'm sorry, he um, struck out once on a Chuck Swing and hit the ball hard. But, but yeah, I think that I'm, I'm getting overly excited about the pitching and I'm trying not to bring that over, you know, that that too much energy into the offense just because um, if I did bring that to the office and offense, then I'd be really worried about the offense, if that makes sense. Because right now I'm probably overly excited about the pitching staff, and I, I get that, I'm pro- especially for it being March 4th. But I'm also trying not to take that too much energy and be too negative about the – the offense about um, the the bat because they haven't really shown too much to impress other than the, the the minor league guys that were pretty solid in yesterday's game. I understand that. But at the same time, I mean, I think somebody commented, well, they scored 14 runs without Carpenter Bader in the lineup. Well, yeah, they scored 14 runs without Goldschmidt in the lineup too. You're going to say that Goldschmidt isn't part of this offense. I mean, people, fans, I think will do just about anything to prove their point. Um, and I, I understand it. People want to be right. And, especially when it comes to a hot button topic issue of Bader and Carpenter um then you know people will will do just but anything to justify that but no i think some bright spots that i have like like i mentioned Tommy Edmond has looked really good this early this spring Arenado's getting Arenado's getting his hits i thought Carlson was was overmatched yesterday um, especially in the first at bat when he struck out on three straight pitches but um yeah, so just just not great for for him, but no, so some other bright spots. Obviously, Sanchez hitting the home run yesterday was good. Thomas has had a good couple of days in the spring. So obviously, you know, like I said, first couple of days, not too much to get excited about right now um, in terms of offense, um, in terms of the starting offensive players. But I have been impressed with. Well, Tommy Evans has probably been the offensive guy that I've been impressed with the most. Um, yes, it's because he has the most, one of the most hits and everything like that. But I just think that. It, if he's able to produce at the top of the lineup, whoever whoever is hitting there. But if if Cardinals are going to roll with Ebbin, which I think they should, then if if Ebbin's able to hit, that makes this lineup go, because then when Arnado steps to the or Goldschmidt steps to plate in the first inning and hits a home run, instead of being at a solo shot, it's a one or it's a two run shot or a three run shot because Ebbin's able to get on base and whoever hitting second is able to do what he needs to do. But it all starts at the top, and I think any lineup is. Any When you look at any strong lineup, yes, you're going to have the mashers in the middle. But any strong lineup, you're going to have good play at the top of the lineup as well. I know back in 2016 with the Cubs, Joe Madden would always say to, to former Cardinal Dexter Fowler, you go, we go. In terms of top of the lineup, whatever Dexter does, that's what, that's what the rest of the lineup does. And I think that there's some truth to that. As much as it hates to, to call back memories of the Cubs winning, <laughs> um, there is some truth to that uh, of the top of the lineup being, being a strong caliper for the rest of the lineup. Now, that's not a guarantee because you look back at 2011, Cardinals had a couple different guys in that top of the lineup spot. They had Jay a little bit. They had for call once they, were, once they traded for Ferkal, but still you had some options there. Um, but then in 2013, you had Mark Car- Matt Carpenter probably have one of his best seasons of his career in the leadoff spot. So as he went, the Cardinal lineup went. So if if, if Tommy Edmond is able to to produce um and, and and play well that helps this lineup out tremendously because not that he's one of the bigger question marks I have bigger question marks surrounding O'Neill and Bader but Tommy Edmond is certainly not a proven commodity at this point. Yes, he has shown the ability to to, to hit and he hit well in 2019 but you know that, that that's one year, right? So I think that Edmund still has a little bit to prove, and according to Matt Carpenter, Tom Yemen still has a starting spot to, to Garner, but I I think Tom Yevon has that starting spot pretty well locked up. But I, I do think that um, if Edmund can, can play well, the offense will play well as well. Um, so, so this will bring us to, to our second break. Um, coming up after a word from our wonderful s- sponsors as well, I'll preview tonight's game as well as um, uh, give, me, give you some other thoughts on the bizarre pitching situation that was KK Cam yesterday coming in, coming out and going back in. So with that coming up in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can reach them at betonline.ag football might be over, but the NBA college basketball and NHL are in full swing and baseball is just around the corner with futures and prop bets already on site. Bet online also covers award shows, TV shows and reality TV real up, Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to that website for the free sign up or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50%. So if you sign up, put in $100 on your deposit, and then enter the promo code LOCKED ON, you get 50 extra dollars. Free money is always good money. Fifty percent welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So the Cardinals play uh, tonight at 5:05 um, Central Time, and they, they play the uh, Houston Astros. And I think that that'll, that'll be. It'll be a fun time, as always. But um so it won't won't be televised, so I'll try and find a way to watch it. Um but we we will see it. It's at Houston, it's at West Palm Beach and Carlos Martinez gets the start for um st louis so i'm really excited about what martinez brings to the table but before i talk about this game i do want to tell you um about the wonderful locked on mlb podcast that i've also been a guest on a couple different times you can join walking baseball encyclopedia of paul francis sullivan but please call him sully every day on the podcast for a unique look at the majors both past and present featuring exciting guest interviews routine check-ins from the Locked On mlb network team of local experts and insightful analysis on the day's biggest stories Locked on MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. So, so yeah, like I said, today the Cardinals do play the Astros. It's Carlos Martinez versus Lance McCullers. At the time of this recording, early Thursday morning, uh, it has not been announced who's following Martinez, to, to my knowledge, but um, should be still um, nine innings, I would imagine, so... But, but I am excited to see about Carlos Martinez because I think Carlos Martinez ha, has a, has a lot to prove, to be quite frank. Just w- with his um, you know high ceiling at times and, and lack of ability to improve, uh, I, I do think that Carlos Martinez does have a lot to to prove, and I think that he, he can do that against a pretty good Astros lineup today. You know, granted, it is early in March, I understand, but um, he does have the ability to, to solidify his spot in that fifth rotation. In terms of the offense, uh, I, I would imagine we would see Yadier Molina back in the lineup today. I would also imagine we see Bader, Carpenter, um, Goldschmidt. I don't think we'll see Arnato for a fourth straight day. I think he'll probably get a day off. Um, maybe he'll DH, but we'll put probably see uh, th- those regulars back in the lineup today. Um, but we shall wait and see uh, because the game is not until 5 tonight, so have not released those lineups yet early this morning like like I mentioned. But uh, but before I finish up the show, I want to talk about the the, uh, the, the spring training rule where you can exit and enter. Um, it happened yesterday with Kim uh, in my Locked On Podcast group chat. We've also realized that, um, uh, that it's happened in other leagues as well. Uh, other teams have happened has have had it happen. Posted on Twitter, people have responded. John Hansen says, it's spring training. Who cares? Players need to get ready for work and when the games matter. Uh, for when the games matter. If it, if that means he needs to come back in, go for it. Um, totally agree. Um, Danny Geidelman, apologies if I'm pronouncing that name wrong, said, I had no idea what was that. Well, that was a thing. So confused. I responded, said, same. Very bizarre. And he said, stop messing with baseball, sigh. Danny, I don't think that this I I know this is not going to be <laughs> a rule um in in the regular season. So I wouldn't worry about baseball being changed during the regular season. Not a problem. But I, I do agree w- w- with with John. And not, not only do I agree with John about um if, you know, if it's spring training who cares, but I love this rule a lot more than I like um the the rollover rule with, you know, guy I think it, it happened with with Jack Flaherty on Sunday I just you know, pitch count rules. And I understand, like, like I said, pitchers need to get ready. These games don't actually matter in, in terms, especially for a guy like Jack Flaherty. It's just for reps. So I get it. But I think that especially when you have fans in the stands who pay to see a baseball game and you have minor league guys on the fringe that are up there with a big opportunity to drive in some runs and to impress their manager, to, to impress their coaching staff. And then you just take that away by saying, hey, my guy's done, pitch count, roll over next inning, let's go. I would much rather managers try and work out a situation where what the Cardinals did yesterday with Kim, where they pull Kim, bring in another pitcher, and have Kim go back out there to get the rest of his work without spoiling all of his work in the first inning. That, that makes a lot more sense to me, especially with, with the two circumstances that I just mentioned with the fans in the stands who pay to see a game, as well as the more so for the guys that are on the fringe that, that want those opportunities at the plate to make a difference. Because a lot of times when when you roll an inning over, it's not going to be with two outs to nobody on. It's probably going to be with one out and runners on second and third, right? So I think that the rollover rule, I understand it, but at the same time, I would much rather than bring in a, a pitcher for a couple outs and have the the starter or whoever whoever it is come back th- the following inning. That makes a lot more sense to me with 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 the uh, scenarios I just mentioned. So. So let me me know what you think. But uh, I'm I'm okay with the substitution rule uh, of bringing a a guy out and bringing him back in. So once again, Cardinals play at 505 tonight. I'll be sure to find a way to watch it or listen to it on radio, whatever it might be. So if you guys have any suggestions, please let me know. Uh, But that will will do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of Carlos Martinez's spring debut as well as my preview for the game tomorrow because the Cardinals do play tomorrow. Yeah, they they play the, the, the Nationals again at, at Washington at 5.05. And then after that, they don't play Saturday, but they play on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, so be sure to tune back in tomorrow for my recap of Martinez and the game as well. Uh, be sure to follow me on Insta- or on Twitter, LJFastball. Follow the social media for the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Always feel free to email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. That's going to do it for Thursday's episode. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day.